What is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Board Game Backwards. I'm Shay. And I'm Brian. And today, we are playing Res Arcana. Cool. So, the cover looks fun. I don't know I anything like about cover, it. Yeah. Like, at all. Um, I feel like, even looks, though you're encouraged to not judge books by their cover, I definitely judge <laughs> Yeah, oh, for sure. Games you go to the, by the cover. You go to the game store. I mean, come on. It's got to have a good cover. It's, I mean, it's sad. But, like, I'll do the research on forums and stuff, mm -hmm. but if I'm at the game store, oh yeah, 100%, this has to be, has to look cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This looks kind of, what would you say? It's fantasy, man. It looks That's, kind of like it could be dungeon crawler, crawler yeah, maybe, or... Uh, well, I'm guessing just by the box design, you know, water, fire, earth, stone, I'm guessing it has a lot to do with the elements mm -hmm. and like... Magic. Magic yep. and you combining elements in order to achieve some purposes. Mm, maybe. That's my guess. I mean, you got... Maybe. Looks like an elf lady. That guy is wearing a lot of red, reminiscent of fire. <laughs> we got... A blue dragon, a red dragon. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's my guess. true. That's true. I mean, it does look like there's a lot of elements represented in, in the cover. So I think you could be right. Um, <clears throat> so Res Arcana is 133 overall. Um, I feel like I tend to, to just pay attention to the games that are in the 100, which is kind of stupid because there can be plenty of good games in the 200. Mm -hmm. So um, I just never heard of this game. Even though it's one in, you know, it's 133 overall. That's not bad. Not bad at all. No. It is 7.7. .7, so it's not, it's, it's pretty good. I mean, I, I for whatever reason, I feel like, because on BGG, when it gets to eight, it goes green. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I judge, like if it's not green, then I judge it. Uh -huh. <laughs> Even though it's not so that far. So you don't have great expectations for this game. No, no, I do. I do. It's because, I mean, 7.7, 7, that's good. And 7, it's 133 yeah, overall, playtime 30 to 60 minutes. That's beautiful. I mean, come on. You can't beat that. Two to four player. So uh, weight is 2.63. So middle kind of everything. Mm -hmm. um, it is designed by Thomas Lyman. Thomas Lemon. And published by, published by Sandcastle Games. Yes. Okay. You want to... Let's open it open up, the box. See what, see what we got. No rule book for us. Okay. Cool. I'm liking this already. I like the little. Uh, oh, these aren't cards. They're uh, tiles. This looks really simple. Whatever these are called, which I like. Cardboard. And there's this. So there's this cool insert in here that's uh, a pentagon with. The blue water, the red fire, the black stone, I'm assuming. And then I don't, maybe, do you, I don't know if green might actually be like plants or something. And then yellow yeah, might I mean, be gold. Yeah, I guess it's earth, water, fire, stone, gold, yeah. Okay, look at this. Okay, so I'm guessing we are adventurers or something. So here we have a, a mage duelist, a necromancer, an artificer, mm. Mm. a healer, witch, scholar, alchemist, seer, druid, and transmuter with mm. really good artwork. I like, 
I like the artwork a lot. So we're not any of these people, but they do things. Each person does a thing because there's text on the card and there's pictures on the cards and they say, you know, this card does this thing. Okay, and then we have locations. We have these fancy looking tiles, you know, a location like Dragon's Lair, Coral Castle, Dwarven Mines, Alchemist Tower, Sacrificial Pit. Mm. Those are the locations. With also, and these have text as well. Um, it looks like you can do certain actions and you receive certain certain things okay so there's a symbol on a lot of these cards and some of the characters that has this the card turning with the arrow mm -hmm. i'm guessing that's like tapping a card like in magic are you familiar with i haven't that? played magic are you familiar with that mechanic so cards are face up and then on your turn you can tap a card to do some ability mm-hmm and you turn it sideways, and then mm -hmm. at the end of your turn, you ready it again. Yeah. I'm guessing, just based on the art, that um, that's kind of the mechanic that this game is going for, too. I get you. Okay. Um, and then there's a couple of... You want to look through some of these? There's a couple different decks of cards. So we have um, we have artifact cards with a brown back um and these have what looks like i don't know prices and victory points and different actions and then we have monument cards and monument cards kind of the same thing looks like there might be a cost associated with them and there's certain actions and there's victory points and then we have really like these smaller tiles same symbols sort of a thing like do a thing for a thing they say past on the back draw one card so I guess we can pass to draw a card. Okay, so this symbol here on some of the cards is a victory point. The wax seal the wax at the bottom. The wax seal, because yeah. it matches that victory point And that's symbol. exactly what I was thinking too. So there's, some of the cards that you play automatically give you points, and I'm mm -hmm. guessing that other points come as you yep. conquer locations or as you do other mm -hmm. game mechanic things. Yep. Yeah, so bottom, bottom middle, there's a red wax seal. Um, and then it looks like all of the cards at the top left have a symbol on it and it looks like it might be cost. Yes. That's what I would guess is that's the cost to play the card. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we have, we have costs, we have victory points. So now we just kind of have to figure out what some of these things are actually telling us we can do. Yeah. Um, I should mention we have these small little almost coin-shaped looking things that have all the elements on them and a, a, a pentagon with a five. Um, and I'm not sure what th these are. I'm not sure either. I mean, it's a resource because there are certain cards that make it that look like you have to pay a, the, the gray pentagon. Pay look, pentagons I mean, on it or... Yeah, a lot of the cards have gray pentagons on them. I just don't... Yeah. Okay, well, let me just say, if this game is really fun, then that's awesome because it look like the... There's just not a lot going on. Like, well, I'm, I'm pretty surprised. There, there really isn't a lot on the table, which... Is kind of like which is fun if you can have a, a 
a game that's simple. Like a game that I really like is Century. Um, there's not a lot on the table, but it's a really fun game. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like this game contrasts a lot with the last game we played. Yeah where there was no information on the cards. It was just a picture. Yeah, yeah, yep. The, this game, it looks like, you know, almost everything you need to know about how to play a card is printed on the yeah, card. Yeah, I, I, I definitely don't think we're going to get nearly as frustrated. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> hey, what do you think? What are these? Those are uh, location cards. Oh, I thought these were locations. These is, our, these, these is the large tiled... Um, location card looking things they say place of power so i don't know exactly what that means but monument on them yeah yeah and they they show on the the back of the cards too you have monument versus artifact and what are these a mage here's what i'm thinking yep we each take two heroes two mages and they are placed on the table Mm mm-hmm and we lay out a certain number of these cards, which we can purchase with the, uh, the, the artifact, artifact cards. cards yeah. And these you have to buy mm-hmm. by paying the cost in the top corner. I would definitely think we're going to have some of those spread out for sure. And then, you know, when we buy it, we can put it in our play area. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it'll help us get more resources and, and right. more things. The ultimate goal of the game... Well, get the most victory points. Is to get the most victory points, claim monuments. Yes, get the most victory points. Um, as far as the locations go, do we the like... The places of power. The places of power. And what's First interesting is... Ten. <laughs> ten what? Points. Victory points. Um. Okay. Yeah, because none of the so the monuments none of the give artifacts you two have, or three each. Yeah, none of the artifacts have any. Yeah, they do. Some of them do. Oh, do some of them? So, for example, like oh, these yeah. ones. Mm-hmm. You know, if you get the nightingale creature, all it does is give you. So we just have to decide how many of each. Let's each pick two heroes. We want out. So you pick one first. Well, there's all these symbols that I don't know what they mean. I'm guessing that this symbol with the hand grabbing and stuff the, and the stuff, I'm guessing that on your turn, if you have, oh, for example, the yeah. witch, you draw, you can, you can choose, you draw the plant thing or either the, a plant or a the green or the black. Yeah. That I, I think you're totally right. But not each hero has an ability to do a certain thing. I don't understand the gray pentagons because you have someone like the scholar and it says, turn the card. Plus X uh, pentagon, and then you draw a card. I'm guessing the X means you discard it or like return it to the to the draw pile. You... Yeah. What's weird though is like the amounts that are on some of this. Like the alchemist has one that's a four. I'm gonna go with the duelist. Okay. The duelist allows me to grab a fire, but if I when I use its turn ability, I get rid of a black. And then I get gold, which seems pretty good uh, on, but then it has a card with a down. Yes. I don't arrow. know. Don't what know that what means. that means. I don't know. I think yeah. I'm going to go with the healer because I've been in enough adventuring parties that I know <laughs> the healers are indispensable. Okay. So he gives you either a blue or a green yep. 
And then if somebody plays a targeted green on you, which I'm guessing is bad, you can ignore it if you tap in. Not sure what that means. Yeah. Then... There, there, yeah, there are certain... I think they'll just come up, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But you have someone like the Druid who has the animal paw print. Yes. I don't know what that means. Okay, for my second person, I'm going to go with the witch. The witch lets me get a green or a black. And to use its ability, I discard two gray pentagons to uh, use another card again. I am going to select... I'm going to go with Alchemist. Okay, um, let's decide how many artifact and monument cards we want to deal out. Do we want to say like five artifact cards out? What do you mean out? Like have them... On the table? On the table to purchase. Just wondering, are they on the table? Are they in your hand? Well, they have a cost. Like you have to buy them. Yeah. So if you have to buy them, then I would think that they're going to be on the table to purchase. Yeah. Let's have six then. Two rows of three. And then how many monuments do we want out? Three? Yeah. One row? What do you think this symbol means? Yeah, the 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 brown card with the the red down arrow. The down arrow. That's what I've been trying to figure out. I have no idea. A lot of cards have the symbol on it. I bet that that's a when you play it card symbol. Yeah, that could be. So like this activates when a card is played, you know, like... Or maybe when, like, that card is played. So how do we gain the elements? I think we have one way of gaining them, which is by using our Our mages. mages. But how else do we gain those? Well, I'm thinking these other smaller tokens. When do those come into play? I don't know. Like, it seems like we should have one every turn. I keep going back to that because of the past written on the back. What if... And I'm thinking because there's eight, maybe we take two of those as well. What if past... Instead of it meaning like you skipped Mm -hmm. playing the card, what if past is like after you've played it, you pass it to the person on your left or something like that? Like you play it and then they kind of like get circled around so that you're not playing the same one each time. That was just a thought I had. I almost don't think that that's what it is. <laughs> but it's a thought I had. <laughs> um, and it could be too. Like there might, we might be able to do a number of different things in our turn. What if every time you gain a pentagram pentagon Mm -hmm. you get one of each unless it specifies that you don't draw one of one of them in this case gold because it has a little parentheses minus gold parentheses minus gold minus green you know so every time you would gain a pentagon that's you gaining one of each element except for elements specified on the card what about that And you can trade in elements. That's probably it. So if I have one of each element, I can trade it in for a token. And this represents me having one of each element. That's what this token represents. So on a card, instead of saying, 
you know, tab this and discard one of each element, it says tap this and discard a pentagon in order to gain some bonus. Hmm? I think I'm onto something there. <laughs> I just passed passed him a, a past card that doesn't make sense to that theory. Yes, it doesn't. Such a good theory, though. <laughs> it was a good theory. Such a good theory. But yeah, this, this token here is saying you turn a card, you have to get rid of three pentagons to get three pentagons minus gold, which does not make any sense. It doesn't even... It doesn't make it sense. It doesn't make sense whatever it means. Like, yeah. why would you get rid of three and then get three, but then not gold? Yeah, like, what's the benefit of that? Unless, um, it's like you were kind of saying about trading. So maybe it's saying you get rid of three elements to grab three new elements, but you can't pick gold. Mm. But you can't pick gold as the element of your choice. As the element of your choice. Because mm. then this is so like, the you look at this counts as like a wild card element. I don't, like I don't know the any? actual physical token, what that means, but I do feel like that could be it What when we look at the symbol. Uh -huh. You look at like this artifact ca card, Hanging Gardens, and it says... Uh -huh. You just you pick up three with the pentagon symbol of of your choice, gold. but so you can't it, pick gold. It kind of seems to me, it. yeah, like it's the, like the card, a wild. It's just saying it's like a wild card. Pick up three element of whatever you want. That makes me wonder if I should uh, rethink who I <laughs> who I picked. So we just each get two of these at random. Okay, well I don't like mine. <laughs> I got the transmutation one that we agreed is garbage. AKA we don't understand. Well, that's well, we understand it now. Oh, it's transmutation. You're taking You're three taking of three, anything and getting three of what three you want. Three of whatever. So it's, a, it's just want. a trade. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. I got alchemy and transmutation. And I got reanimate research. Okay. Um, I think we can kind of just get into it. Okay. So, okay. So we've decided that. The artifacts, the monuments, the place of power, those can all be purchased. Their cost is at the top left. Some of them give you victory points on the bottom with the wax symbol. And every, every card has some sort of action. And then we have our two, uh, two mages, and then we have two starting little uh, tiles with actions. And yeah. Okay, who wants to go first? I do. Okay. I'm going to grab a green a forest token from my healer. Okay. Um, mm, one thing I forgot to mention as a quick little observation, I think some of these might actually be potions. Like the green might be the life potion and the black might be a death potion. Huh. It's not really relevant, but could be. Well, let's see what other... Yeah. Then the red, the fire is the Alan potion, and the blue is calm potion. So maybe they are potions. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Okay, well, I'm going to call them potions. I'm going to use my duelist, as you may have guessed, to take a red potion. Okay. I'm going to use my healer to grab a blue potion. 
I'm going to grab a red. I'm going to grab a blue. I'm going to tap my witch. Spend a green and a black. And restore my dwarven pickaxe. See, how do I get my cards back? <laughs> That's the question. Like, all, all, almost all your cards are tapped. Almost all my cards so are tapped. I don't... Usually in a game where you tap cards, you play until you can't play anymore. You know? Mm-hmm. And then at the end of your turn, you... It'd actually be at the beginning of your next turn, you ready all your cards. Mm-hmm. So, like, you have cards that allow you to ready cards, which basically would let you, for example, like, play your Dwarven Pickaxe twice. Because you can play it and then ready it with one of your other abilities and mm-hmm. then play it again. Mm-hmm. But you do all of that on one turn, and then at the start of your next turn, you ready everything. That's oftentimes how it goes. Do we want to switch halfway through and say, okay, that's the new rule and see how it plays out Like just play as many as you can in your one turn? Yeah. Anything that lets you draw, you only get to do that mm-hmm. once mm-hmm. on your turn. Right. But any like tapped abilities or whatever, you can do as many of them as you want until you can't do any more and then you, mm-hmm. you know, then it's the other right. turn. I mean, that's kind of what I was thinking at the beginning. Um, Should we try it? This this seems the way we're going right now seems a bit slow, and also then at this point we don't know how to write our cards back. So, let's yeah, try that. let's try that. Let's find another. Let's thing. try a couple turns of that. I'm going to tap my dwarven pickaxe, and I'm going to spend a red for a gold, and then I'm going to tap my reanimate token. I'll throw in my green to reanimate my dwarven pickaxe and I'm going to tap my dwarven pickaxe you have to pick there are two resources at that right just one oh you're reanimate okay yep. yeah, yeah yeah okay spend another red get another gold now I have four gold summon bone dragon all rivals snipe two green <laughs> so I'm going to steal the green from you okay thank you um I'm going to go ahead and activate my prism. And I get, I get rid of one and gain two. I'm going to grab two blue. Then I'm going to spend five blue, two green, and two red to lay claim to the sunken reef, which lets me get a gold each turn for free. Do we just want to call it? Because I don't see this really changing. Not until I win. <laughs> uh, uh, let's let's call it you as the winner. <laughs> why, why me? We have the same number of victory points. I have two and you have two. Yeah, but if we were to keep playing, you'd win. How do you know that? I just know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Intuition. I mean, you have a lot of cards. You have tons of resources in front of, well, tons of potions in front of you, so. In our imaginary made-up yes. game, I win. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I, You know what? I'll take it. Yep. I'll take it. Because we're, let's say this. Because we're tied, I have two gold. You have one gold. But then you have a lot of, a lot of things. 
So maybe that's the tiebreaker in you one. Ta-da. All right, let's read those rules. Yes, please. Let's see, let's see how to really play this game. I'm excited. This, like, the more, with each card that we flipped, I was just more excited and impressed. Uh-huh. Because they're so cool. You have the seed serpent, the philosopher's stone, the dragon's bridle, all these, like, yeah. locations and monuments. It's really cool. Like, yeah. I'm excited to know how to play the game. I'm hoping we're on the right track, because I thought there was a lot of cool stuff you could do when you're accumulating yeah accumulating your cards and you're tapping this and tapping that and trying to figure out how to manipulate your resources so that you can mm-hmm. i mean even though we made up all the rules i was having a good time right okay um let's let's name some things okay so all of these potions are essence essence but we did get it right so red is a line you'll collect essences and then do one action each turn until everyone passes the goal is to have the most points 10 or more when victory is checked so you got that yeah 10 10 points yeah baby okay i just feel like 10 based on the number of points you get per card and everything yeah. i just felt like it yeah. made sense 10 just was a mm-hmm. number that made sense mm-hmm. each player has a personal deck of eight artifacts three of which form their initial hand. Artifacts are put into play by paying their placement cost in essences. See, we knew that. Some artifacts are also dragons or creatures. A few artifacts are worth points. Shuffle the mages and artifacts separately. Deal two mages and eight artifacts to each player. Two mages. Man, we're good. Um, Each player then selects one mage. Reveal them. Return unused mages to the box. Select one. So you, okay, we get so. two, but we can only keep one. A game typically lasts four to six rounds. In each round, you do these steps. Step one, you collect essences. So you do any of the collect abilities. Yeah. And you may take essences from components. Uh, number two, you do actions one per turn clockwise from the first player. You place an artifact... You can claim a monument or place of power, discard a card for one gold or any two other essences. Discard a card for one gold? Yeah, or two essences. Use a power on a straightened component or pass and exchange a magic item and draw a card. Continue until all players have passed. So you can do any of those actions as much as you want until you pass and you exchange your magic item and you draw a card. But one at a time. It would go like, I go, you go, I go, you go, I go, you go. Until, until it's one, pass, pass. Until it's pass, pass. And then it's the new round. Yep. Pass procedure. If you are first to pass, take the first player token. Swap your magic item for a different magic item and draw a card. And then uh, number three, check a victory. So if no one's won, you straighten your components, you begin your action. If a number of gray pentagons is listed, choose any mix of essences that equal the number subject to any restrictions. We got that right. Players may also take any essences. Artifacts direct you to put the gained essences on the component, which is the brown card with the down arrow. Mm. Put it on the card. Put it on the card. And that's what it was saying, I guess, about the places of power. Yeah, so you can... Is they may... Okay, so we have read the rules. 
and we got we got pretty spot on which isn't surprising because the cards have so much for us to work with yes the cards are very clear they have a lot of information it's just a matter of knowing what each symbol means and we were able to guess most of them correctly yeah i mean really we we didn't understand what the 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 placement uh the essence placement on the card what that was but that's kind of surprisingly it we also didn't quite understand the the placement cost little banner question mark symbol thing but we understood just about everything else which is kind of impressive but at the same time kudos to the game for making it so easy for us to intuitively kind of just yes get it if we're able to get kind of close to playing the game right without the instructions that just means the weight is is easier yeah and i feel like we were i feel like of the games we've played this is the game that we've been closest to getting it right oh yeah for sure on and i think it's just because just like you said the game design the artwork the cards make it all very intuitive and clear so we just had a couple holes to fill and now that we've filled the gaps we're ready to play yeah yeah pretty much the only kind of slight little mixes as far as the setup that we had to get right was we get one mage instead of two. Um, the We have a deck instead of having the cards laid out on the table. Right, right. And we we pay the cost to actually to play them. And then the magic items, we get one and those swap out each turn. Yeah. So that was kind of... And there's only two monuments instead of three, but for the most part, even our setup was was pretty close. So, yep, yeah. So we are gonna go ahead now and play the game for real. Feel free to either pay for the subscribed content on Spotify, or you can also find the gameplay content over on Patreon. So feel free to go check that out if you want to watch us play the game for real and. We will come back and talk about it. All right, everyone, we're back. <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> I thought it was good. Yeah, of course you did. This is st- Stupidest game I've ever so, played. It it has its flaws. Ugh. I think I think its biggest flaw is that there's only eight cards in your deck, and that can stack up really well for some people. I got for me, freaking screwed. Yes, yes. Ugh. My my eight cards worked out amazingly well together. So dumb. But so stupid. The fa- but I use all eight of them. I mean, by the time the f- like fourth or fifth round was over all my cards were played and i didn't have any cards that i could use at all i feel like it would have been better if a the hands were bigger each deck was bigger or if there were ways to put cards that are not being used into your deck i feel like that's a flaw of the game just because and i guess the idea is that it ends the game ends before you get to that point but in a two-player game it didn't you know yeah yeah i mean with the four with four players it would probably be that 30 minute mark um it would be a pretty quick game 
So let's see. The final score, what did you get to? 10. I, I stopped ten, at 10. ten. I could have gone more, but... I... He put me out of my misery. Yes. You were Because I mm-hmm. ended with three, four, five, six because of the first player token. I ended with six. So I wasn't even close. Huh. It was... I did not enjoy it. (laughs) I kind of saw, I didn't, let me say this. I didn't give up once. Like there wasn't a single time where I just kind of like, well, I'm just gonna, this is dumb. I'm just gonna, you know, make stupid moves or I'm just gonna pass. You know, like I, I did, like I put in all the work that I could to win, but I knew, I feel like very early on that I was going to lose. And it had nothing, what's so dumb, it had, it had nothing, nothing to, to do, do with, the way, with the way I was playing. Right. And everything to do with my cards. Yes. I had a dragon, which makes you lose two life points. And I had an elf bow that makes you lose a life point. And you had multiple cards that very, very easily, without even having to turn your card, allowed you to counteract that for cheap. Yeah. Whereas yes. for me... I didn't have a single card that allowed me to do that, which was so dumb. So here I am losing life points. Yes. I Yeah, I, I, I agree. And that's super frustrating. I could tell you were getting frustrated. And I agree that it wasn't your fault that yeah. you couldn't do well. Like, it's just the way the cards played out. And I think that's why I think it's dumb that you're limited to eight cards. And there's no mm-hmm. mechanic like if you destroy a card, you replace it in your deck. Because yeah. there, because we have this whole stack of cards, this huge stack of cards that for a two-player game never got used. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason it couldn't have been used. Right. So, like, I feel like with a couple tweaks to the rules, you know, maybe, like, tweaking I feel it like with your own house rules, there should be you a could turn. make it really good. I but feel like as there, written, there should be an action lacking. where I can say, I'm going to swap a card for a random, for the top card. Mm-hmm. Something. That should be a thing. I destroy this card. I don't get any benefit for destroying it, but I can take up a new artifact card. Yeah. That should be a house rule yeah. f- for sure. At least with a two-player game. Or we don't know a, how this plays with four. Or even just like in a two-player game, each person's deck is 12 cards instead of eight cards. You know, like right. something. Right. Because as the rules are written for a two-player game, I can see how it would be really frustrating if your cards just do not play well together. Right. You know. Well, and even like even if it was we played this with three player people or four people, like you said, if you get somebody that just happens to get crap cards and someone to get awesome cards, Mm -hmm. there is nothing they can do. Yeah. And that is, in my opinion, such a negative part of the game. Yes. Yeah. I don't mind a little luck. Don't get me wrong. But that is way too much luck for me Uh uh-huh yeah and i mean with only eight cards there's not enough dragons in the deck that you're guaranteed to get a dragon at all so you know out of 16 cards that we were playing with we only had two dragons and it's very Mm -hmm. easy to not get a dragon and if you don't get a dragon then the dragon's lair is worthless it doesn't give you any victory points you know if i hadn't had that dragon then there would be no mechanic for me to get victory points out of buying the dragons there in the first place well you can still turn it and get gold you can still get gold and so it is i mean it is still valuable because then you can get monuments and stuff Mm -hmm. but 
it, it, just, I just, it wouldn't I have just as see, much benefit. I just see a lot of scenarios where, it's where your cards don't allow you to unlock some of those cool features mm-hmm. of the game that are built in. Right. You know. Luckily for me, all my cards <laughs> were great. I don't, I don't have any complaints with how my cards played out this game, but it sucks when, you know, there's no, you don't have any control of that. In games, it's, my least favorite thing is feeling like I don't have any control. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's how you felt this game. Mm-hmm. So it, it would be cool too if there was more of like a deck building component to this game. Yeah. Where I could actually strategize more. But I honestly, of course, there's some strategy involved because I look and I say, okay, I need to get this and this and this and this essence to buy that card. But I think it would be a lot more fun if there was more thought required than that. Mm-hmm. More more strategy on, okay, I need to do this, I need to do this, and oh, if I get that card. But like you said, just eight cards is so little. What s- sucks too, like you said, there yeah, there are some cards that just if they don't work out, then they're just worthless. I had the Elvish Bow, which allows me to draw one card. That can be awesome. That can be super helpful. I could get a really good card early on from my deck and hurry and play it so that it can help boost me along which unfortunately didn't happen to me. I got the Elvish bow later on. But what happens when you run out of cards? Yeah. So it's really, it seems like that ability is just kind of to help boost you early. Yeah. And then it just becomes worthless. Yeah. Yeah. Well, other than that big complaint, that's my primary complaint, Mm -hmm. and it's a big complaint. It's hard to ignore that flaw in the game. But Mm -hmm. if we set that aside, I thought... It was a really good game. I liked the mechanics. I did like the strategy of like having to play things in the right order in order to do what you wanted to do. You know, you're kind of limited since you can only do one action per turn. You have to be thinking, you know, four turns ahead. If I if I mm-hmm. play this, the next turn, am I going to be able to achieve this goal? I like that aspect. I love the artwork in the cards. I think all of the artwork is awesome. Um yeah, that was going to be my biggest my biggest positive mm-hmm. is the artwork is honestly incredible. Like, do you know how expensive it is to get a single card designed with this level of art? Like, each one has a high level of detail. Yeah. Some of them are full on, like I'm looking at this temple monument. That is like a full on scene. It's not just some dinky little, like the Elvish bow, it's a bow. The yeah. dwarf pickaxe, it's a pickaxe, but that is like a full scene. Yeah, all the monument pictures are really good. And every single card, I'm, I'm, I'm looking through all of these, is different. Not a single card uh-huh. shares the yeah. same artwork. And that is... Very cool. That is very impressive. Yeah, each card is unique. All the artwork is really good, especially the like locations, the monuments, things like that. A lot of detail and just really creative and fun. So arc was good. I thought gameplay overall was good, but I think even just that one complaint takes this game down multiple points you mm-hmm. know, in my book because mm-hmm. it just sucks when your entire enjoyment of the game is based on luck. You know, the luck of the hand that you're dealt. Right. And the and the fact that the hand you're dealt doesn't change for the whole game. Whatever eight cards you get right off the bat, 
you're stuck with them for the whole game. There's no way to swap them out. There's no way to like reshuffle. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I know, look, I know that you're list, some of you are listening to this right now and you're saying like, you're just aching because you're thinking, no, like this game is so fun and you just got unlucky and played again. Okay. I get that. Like had I had a, a, a more balanced deck and it was more competitive. Yeah. I'm sure we would have ended it with like, Oh, I was so close and that was so fun, but you still can't ignore the fact. Like we've been saying, like there are going to be games like this. Mm There games that have this potential, even if it's rare or it happens 25% of the time, that is too much in my opinion, like that percentage should be lower. It should be really, really infrequent that someone gets screwed. And I really don't think that from the cards I got that it was unlikely to not happen again. Mm -hmm. Like it seems, even though this is the only time I've ever played this game, it seems like this probably happens a lot. It's it's hard to say, but yeah, I wouldn't say that it's super infrequent. But I also feel like with a simple couple of changes to the rules, mm-hmm. it could be awesome. You mm-hmm. know? So it's... Now that we know how to play, if we were to play it again, we'd kind of put some of our own house rules, and I bet we'd both have a great time. Mm-hmm. Hey everyone, it's Future Shay here, and I wanted to quickly address something that I think does affect the commentary we've given thus far and that is toward the back of the rule book there are two variants and i think had we implemented one of these variants we would have felt differently about the game uh, the first variant is basically closed drafting so you actually pick and pass and pick and pass and you keep picking and passing artifact cards until you've built your artifact deck and so that does take away some of the luck because now you do have the option to pick and choose what cards you think are going to best build your deck which is something that as we discussed we felt was was missing Um, and then the other variant is specifically for a two-player game where after you play the first game normally all of the artifact cards go in the middle and you go back and forth building a new deck off of the cards you already had i prefer the prior variant just because you're getting more of an opportunity to build the deck that you want without having to first play with potentially a less than ideal deck Uh, so the first variant i mentioned i think is more balanced so Uh, I haven't played with either of these variants, but I do think that would help a ton with this luck factor that could really kind of make someone really strong and another person really weak. This is your opportunity to actually use some strategy, some of your knowledge of the cards and of the game to best build your deck. So all that being said, I do do feel like if I were to play this game again with that first variant, I could 
see the score I gave improving, uh, increasing a bit. I, I I could probably see it going up to seven. Um, I it's hard for me to say any lower or higher without me having played it. But all that being said, you have to play this game with that variant. I can't imagine this game being that high score that that 7.7 that 130 on BGG playing standard but I could see that being possible with the variant so keep that in mind if you're if you think you're going to play this game play it with the variant and uh if you play it with the variant or you have played it with the variant please leave a comment reach out to us on on Twitter on Patreon on the comments of this episode. I'd love to get your opinion on the standard versus the variant. All right, back to the show. So if you're, if you're, you know, if I'm judging the game as the rules are written, we're playing it a hundred percent by the book. I'd probably give it like a five or six out of 10 mm-hmm. with some modifications, of the rules, you know, I'm, it may bump up to a, maybe four or five as the rules are change a couple of the rules and bumps up to a seven. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know how this is 130 whatever. I <laughs> don't know how it's 7.7. Are we missing something? Like I don't get it. Yeah. Um I think I would give this a 5, but the artwork is so good. Yeah. That I kind of want to give it a 6 just because the artwork is so awesome uh-huh. and the little tokens are fun and the gameplay is simple even though there's like it can kind of be intimidating because you look at all these different symbols and all these cards and you're like well uh-huh. what's going on but it's not that hard yeah so yeah i mean the gameplay itself the fact that you only get eight cards the fact that it's not very difficult to strategize you know the weight was like 2.6 so all of that is a plus it's a positive I don't think this game is a 7.7. Uh-huh. Even if... I'd agree. And I I mean, I take this with a grain of salt. Even if we were playing with three or four players and it was more balanced, I have a hard time believing that there's not going to be a player that's just luckier than the rest. Uh-huh. Especially if you have a game group where everyone is kind of... You've played this game a lot or they're just gamers... And so you know what you're doing. You all know how to strategize. Yeah. So you're all playing on the same level. If you're all playing on the same level and it's a luck game, then whoever has the best cards is going to win unless they screw up on their strategy. Yeah. Don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So there you have it. That is our take on Res Arcana. Please, if you disagree with us, or if you agree with us, leave a comment on the the podcast. Um, find us on Twitter. Tweet us about this this episode. Um, don't be afraid to engage with us. If you are a patron, then feel free to reach out, talk to us on the Discord. Um, let us know what you think. If there are certain house rules that you've played with that have improved gameplay. Um, let us know, leave a comment. We can discuss it uh, briefly on the next episode. 
All right. Well, I can't say I had a blast, but I always enjoy sitting down and playing a game. For the record, I had a blast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, good for you. (laughs) All right, everyone. Until next time. Catch you later.